Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. And surprise, kind of, this is the next Primal Potential book club episode. And I decided not to put that in the name of the episode because if I put the title of the book, I was pretty sure that nobody would listen to this episode. So if you're like, what the hell is the Primal Potential Book Club? Well, back about, I don't know, maybe five weeks ago, I shared a detailed review of the book Always Hungry. I think that's episode 137 by Dr. David Ludwig. It was a fantastic book and a great episode about the real reasons we struggle with weight and how we can make some simple changes to end that struggle that is really, according to that book, pretty different from what we think that it is. And during that episode, I shared with you guys that I read a lot. And the books I read tend to fall into, I would say, probably about four different categories. There's the health books, the science-y stuff about nutrition and biochemistry and fat loss and metabolism and hormones. I read a lot of books on finances because it's an area of personal interest for me. Um, And I just like to kind of engage in a wide variety of topics. And then I obviously read a lot of books on mindset and self-improvement because the reality is that behavior change is 99% mental. And then, of course, being a business owner, I read a lot of business books. And I would say I read a good, I don't know, a minimum of three books a week, I would say. But I'm only going to share them with you if they're like, oh my gosh, I have got to tell people about this. And recently the books in the like sciencey kind of categories, the always hungry sort of category of things have been decent, but not, not amazing. And a lot of them focus on things that I don't consider big rocks, things that really move the needle. So there's no point in sharing those kinds of things. And, you know, interestingly, I got that feeling that, oh my goodness, I need to tell people about this. When I was reading a business book, actually, because the parallels to fat loss were really outstanding. And this is a book I read for the first time years ago, but I read it before weight loss, before business. And so I don't think that it really moved me in the same kind of way. But when I read it this time, it's a very easy read. It blew me away. And you've got to trust me, though, because as soon as I tell you the name, you're going to be like, that has nothing to do with me. But yes, I would argue it does. The book, and I've mentioned this title to my group coaching clients because it's just amazing and I talk about it all the time. The book is called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Now, you've probably heard of The Art of War. That's something different. This is The War of Art. Now, Stephen Pressfield is an author, both fiction and nonfiction, but he writes this particular book, The War of Art, to help anybody who is struggling with what he calls resistance. 
that voice in your head that tells you you can't or you shouldn't or you're not strong enough or not right now, maybe later. And there's no question that that voice of resistance is a massive hurdle in health and in fat loss and in behavior change of any kind. Absolutely massive. If you can clear that hurdle, you have won the game and there is nothing in life that you cannot achieve. So what I want to do is I want to go through the book with you like I did on episode 137 with Always Hungry, and I want to share the parts of the book that impacted me the most, and then I want to relate them back to health and fat loss and the journey that many of us are on. I will share a link to the book the uh, War of Art on the show notes page. I really recommend that you read it. It's a quick and easy read. If you go through Primal Potential to buy it, I get like one-tenth of a penny. (laughs) You know, do what works for you. Um, I knew on the first page of this book when I read it this most recent time that it was all about fat loss, that it was all about health, that it was all about changing behaviors to improve your life. I mean, it's not, but it is. So on the first page, he writes this. There's a secret that real writers know that wannabe writers don't know. And the secret is this. It is not the writing part that's hard. What's hard is sitting down to write. And this could not be more true of weight loss, fat loss, behavior change, nutrition. It is not the good choice itself that is hard. It's the thinking about it, the debating, the doubt, the internal arguing back and forth, and the situations you create, the battle you wage in your mind. That is the secret that most people who have successfully lost weight know that people who haven't lost weight or haven't kept it off haven't accepted yet. And this is something that I hear all the time from my clients. They say, oh my gosh, you know, people just don't understand how mental it is. And I didn't even understand until I got into it. It is the part in your head that is hard. It is not the fat loss part that's hard. It's the junk in your head. And then on the very next page, he writes, most of us have two lives, the life we live and the unlived life within us. Between the two stands resistance. Between the life you live and the unlived life within you is resistance. And I think that if you have any type of battle with food or with weight loss, you get this, right? There's this sense of the life I'm living and the life I want to live after weight loss, the life I plan on living after weight loss, or the life I wish I could live if I could just tackle this battle with food or with my weight. And what stands between the two is resistance. But what exactly is resistance? What does that mean? What does it look like? Where is it? How do I know what it is? Well, in the book, The War of Art, so he says that it is the most toxic force on the planet. It stunts us and it makes us less than who we were born to be. And I would add to that if we let it if we let it, because we don't have to let it. We can defeat it. But to defeat it, we have to know what it is and what it looks like. What does it sound like? And as soon as I explain how Pressfield writes about it, I think you will start to see it very clearly in your own life. I know for me, once I understood this, I can see it immediately in my clients. Even before I knew what to call it, it stands out once you recognize it.
Resistance is that voice of doubt, of delay, of talking yourself into immediate gratification instead of choosing long-term growth or health or integrity or self-improvement. It's any voice in your head that argues for what you want in the short term when it denies what you want more in the long term. Now, here's one of the first aha moments I had as I was reading this book. I realized, because he points it out, quite frankly, that resistance can be a powerful tool. It is not purely a bad thing because if we aren't sure what we should be doing, what we should be striving for, what is the right choice? You know, sometimes we get sort of hung up on, well, I'm just not sure what's best for me in this moment. Look to where the greatest resistance is. You can use it like a compass. The more important or significant something is for our future, for our growth, for our well-being, oftentimes the more resistance we feel. And this is so true in weight loss. In fact, some of the situations where I have seen this most strongly, meaning where I have seen resistance be pointing to the area where change is really needed the most, is with alcohol. I have worked with more than a handful of clients who on starting out were completely resistant to dialing back alcohol or working on moderation. They said very clearly, like, I'll do anything you say, but let's not talk about alcohol yet. I'm not ready to go there. Where there is the greatest resistance is often a fantastic indicator of where we need to be doing the work. I had another client in uh, my Fat Loss Fast Track group who, when I challenged her to eliminate television for a week, because that was where a lot of her overeating was happening in front of the television, she was so resistant. And, she, and we both acknowledged that the degree of resistance was probably pretty indicative of the fact that the change really needed to happen. So that's what I mean. Doesn't mean that it's alcohol for you. It doesn't mean that it's TV for you. But you know that thing that you're like, yeah, just don't talk to me about that. That is typically the area where we need to do the most work. Now, here's what I think is scary, but also empowering. How does resistance gain its strength? From us. We feed it. We feed it with our fear, with our focus, with our attention. Resistance has absolutely no strength on its own unless we fuel it with our fear and our belief and our focus. And we can choose not to do this. We can starve resistance and kill it off. Just like a couple of weeks ago, I talked about the two lions. You know, I was sharing the story of two wolves, that Indian legend. There's the good one and the bad one, the progress and the lack of progress. Which one wins? The one you feed. When you give in to resistance, it gains power. One of the most common forms of resistance is procrastination. Because when we procrastinate, we're not saying no to our goals. We're just saying, not now, maybe later, even though we know from history that that later never comes. And I took a picture of one of the sentences that, that's written in this book about procrastination. And it says, never forget this very moment we can change our lives. This second we can sit down to do our work. It's so true. This second, we can make a good choice. This second, we can do something that will move us forward. 
Now, one of the other things that was just really enlightening, and it's actually written in the book about sex as a form of resistance, but I am going to replace the word sex with the word food, and you will see that this is so on point as it relates to food in a scary kind of way, right? So I'm going to replace the word sex with food, not to be like PC, but because we're not talking about sex, we're talking about food, and the way it fits is so perfect. He says, sometimes resistance takes the form of food or an obsessive preoccupation with food. Why food? Because food provides immediate and powerful gratification. Resistance gets a kick out of knowing that it has, it has distracted us with a cheap, easy fix that kept us from doing our work. Of course, not all food is a manifestation of resistance. In my experience, you can tell by the measure of hollowness you feel afterwards. The more empty you feel, the more certain you can be that your true motivation was resistance. How major is that? So so obviously, again, he's, he's using the word sex. I'm saying this is true of food. Of course, not all food is a manifestation of resistance. In my experience, you can tell by the measure of hollowness or emptiness you feel afterwards. Uh, you think? Immediate and powerful gratification, the hollowness that comes afterwards? Yes, I think we can all relate to that. And no, say no to that. That is fueling resistance and making it grow. Oh, and this next one, I forgot about this one. And this one might ruffle a few feathers, but it's worth it if it resonates with even just a few of you. He says this. This is, this is obviously a true story because this is a nonfiction thing. He says, I once worked as a writer for a big New York advertising agency. Our boss used to tell us, invent a disease. Come up with the disease and we will sell the cure. Attention deficit disorder, seasonal affective disorder. These are marketing ploys. Doctors didn't discover them. Marketing departments did. Drug companies did. Depression and anxiety may be real, but they can also be resistant. When we drug ourselves to blot out our soul's call, we are being exemplary consumers. We are doing exactly what TV commercials and pop materialist culture have been brainwashing us to do. Instead of applying self-knowledge, self-discipline, delayed gratification, and hard work, we simply consume a product. And don't we do that with food? Instead of applying self-knowledge, self-discipline, delayed gratification, and hard work, we consume a product. But we don't have to. It does not have to be that way. How many of you are unhappy, are unsettled, feel like you're missing something major in your life? That is resistance. I, I know because I lived it. Unhappiness and depression to the extreme, created by myself by the way I used food. And Stephen Pressfield in his book, he says that resistance and unhappiness are very much linked. He says, what does resistance feel like? First, unhappiness. We feel like hell, a low-grade misery. We're bored, we're restless, we feel unloved and unlovable. 
We're disgusted. We hate ourselves. Sounds like life. It isn't. It is resistance. It is our obligation to enact our own internal revolution, a private insurrection inside our own skulls. Now, are you ready for one that's going to make you feel like you got sucker punched? <laughs> this, one's, this one is so real, but sometimes when we hear things that are so real, we're like, dang, I know I felt this way. Ready? Rationalization is the right-hand man of resistance. Its job is to keep us from feeling the shame we would feel if we truly faced what cowards we are for not doing the work. Rationalization has its own sidekick. It's that part of our psyche that actually believes what rationalization tells us. It's one thing to lie to ourselves, it's another to believe it. Yikes. I'm going to say that again because I think this is just so true of the arguments like, I'll start tomorrow and this one thing won't hurt, right? Rationalization is the right-hand man of resistance. Its job is to keep us from feeling the shame we would feel if we truly faced what cowards we are for not doing our work. And I've often referred to this as using your circumstances to justify your choices. You feel justified when you can say it's because you were stressed, because you were tired, because you were emotional, because it was PMS, because, 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 because. anyway, um, <laughs> that was totally unintentional, clearly. Um, but the reality of the situation is we are making ourselves feel better about not doing the work. Listen, I don't think we should make ourselves feel better for not doing the work. If you didn't do the work, own it. You don't need to be like, they're there. You were tired. They're there. It was a long week. They're there. Those cookies looked really, really good. They're there. Those cookies won't help you get where you want to go. So stop justifying the choices you make to try and make yourself feel better about it. That is resistance and it is not going to get you where you need to go. Now, I'm not saying you need to be like, you fat slob, you shouldn't have had that. But that there's not just two extremes. Do not justify your choices with your circumstances because it takes away your personal responsibility. Own the choice. You didn't eat the cookies because you were emotional. You ate the cookies because you looked at them. You decided yes to the cookie, no to the goal. You picked it up. You put it in your mouth. You chewed. You swallowed. That is how the cookie got there. The cookie didn't get there because it was Friday at four. The cookie didn't get there because you got in a fight with your spouse. It was a conscious choice. And own that. Because like this says, right, it's one thing to lie to ourselves. It's another thing to believe it. And that is what we are doing with all of these repetitive arguments we use that are not really true. I'll start tomorrow. This one thing won't hurt. Not true. So now that we know about resistance, how do we begin to reduce its power in our lives? First is don't let the actions of others define what you do. If you go out to eat and everybody is having the bread from the bread basket, that has nothing to do with what you choose to do. If everybody around you orders dessert, if everybody around you is having seconds at dinner and you're not hungry, do not allow the actions to, of others to define your reality. You are in control and do not look for other people for permission for your behavior, right? 
understand that you control your choices independent of who, what, where is going on around you. Decide on one thing that you are going to focus on, that you will execute every single day and do it every day without excuse, without exception. If that's tracking, great. Have your focus be exclusively on that one thing and there are no excuses, no exceptions, no days off for that. If it's a fat loss breakfast, then nail it. Do it every day. It doesn't matter if you wake up and want a muffin. That has nothing to do with what you committed to do. Pick your one thing and do it every single day without exception. And don't bite off more than you can chew. And I mean that figuratively, although it's great advice literally as well. How many times have you said, all right, this is it. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. No snacking, no sugar, whole 365. Don't bite off more than you can chew. I really want you identifying one thing, not seven things, and really making progress on that one. Do not permit lying to yourself under any circumstances. Do not use your circumstances to justify your choices. Practice separating these two things. Your fatigue, your long day, your traffic jam, your fight with your spouse, they do not influence what you put in your mouth. That is a separate and distinct choice and they are only linked if you make them so in your mind. Do not feed resistance by allowing it to win. In every moment, you can either make resistance grow or you can take away its power. You do not have to master this tomorrow or next week or next month. You don't have to do 700 things at once. You just take this moment and in this moment, you will not let the resistance win. Before I share kind of another uh I just want to give another administrative announcement because this episode is airing on Tuesday, the 22nd of March, which means this is the last chance I will be mentioning those free webinars that are on Wednesday, the 23rd and Thursday, the 24th. These webinars are live and free, and I will be sharing three very specific strategies I teach my clients to help them simplify and make fat loss easier. And on these webinars, this is your only way into the 90-day spring fat loss fast track. If you are listening to this after March 24th, then go over to primalpotential.com and get on the wait list for the summer. But if you are listening to this on the 22nd or the 23rd or the 24th, you can go to primalpotential.com slash fast track. One word, no space, but there's two T's, F-A-S-T-T-R-A-C-K, primalpotential.com slash fast track to register for one of these free webinars. Again, I'm going to be there live. I'll be taking all of your questions and I will be talking about the three strategies that I always, always, always teach my clients to help them make fat loss easier when they're feeling overwhelmed or like they're not sure where to start or like maybe nothing's working or they're inconsistent. And then after I share those three strategies, so if you're not interested in the fast track, no big deal. I think the three strategies would still be helpful for you. And if you are, it is only through the free webinar that you can get into the 90-day fat loss fast track. The reason for that is I don't want anybody in there that doesn't have a full understanding of how I coach my clients, my daily accessibility, 
what the program entails, how it works, what it requires of you. So if you want to get on those webinars that are happening on Wednesday, March 23rd of 2016 and Thursday, March 24th of 2016, you must go to primalpotential.com slash fast track. And again, if you missed it, there will be a summer wait list up on primalpotential.com. All right, so what I ate yesterday, I went out for breakfast. I don't usually do that, uh, but I went out for breakfast and I had an omelet, real eggs, no whites. I love the yolks and there's nothing wrong with them. I had an omelet with full of veggies and some bacon and all the coffee in the world because that's what makes days beautiful. And then I had a can of salmon a little few hours after that that I mixed with, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the new brand Primal Kitchen. Uh, it's a it's a avocado mayonnaise. I am not a mayonnaise fan, so I'm a little bit biased on whether or not I would recommend it, but a friend of mine did the flavoring for the product, so I wanted to try it. I do think mayo lovers would really, really enjoy it. The brand is Primal Kitchen. They have a few different flavors, like some spicy ones. I tried the avocado one. I just mixed it with a can of salmon, and then I ate dinner out as well. I had a piece of salmon. I love getting salmon when I go out, except when it's not well cooked and then I'm angry, but it was all right. I had salmon, I got a side salad, and then I had a few bites, four or five bites, of um, mashed sweet potato. Um, and I always make sure that they don't add sugar, because that happens all the time. They like put sugar in it. I'm like, it's a sweet potato. You don't have to add sugar. I'm crying out loud. What are you thinking? But anyway, I really, 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 really hope to see you on these live webinars. You can grab your spot. Space is limited because GoToWebinar works that way. It's not unlimited. At primalpotential.com slash fasttrack. Or otherwise, I'll be back in a couple of days with another episode, and I will see you then. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom, and a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. 
get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.